Well, you may be seated. I have to second Arash on that message that Steve preached this morning. You know, we're studying in small groups, you know, culture versus Bible. And as I was over there having a little bit of conniption this morning, because he was hitting so many awesome points that, that I felt my culture rise up. And, and, I, and I wished I had a handkerchief, you know, so I could walk up and slap his feet while he was preaching. You know, <laughs> you ever been one of those churches when, it, when, when the mother of the church get up and they walk in and preach it and they smack his feet up? That was a little bit too high pitch, right? I felt like, I'm like, man, I don't have a hanky, right? You know, I want to come up here and, you know, do something. Anyway, God is good. Well, I don't know if I can say that we had a meal today as in balance, you know, like meat, starch, vegetable, but we certainly going to have a potluck, right? <laughs> we will have a potluck today. I'm always looking for the continuity in, in the day, and sometimes God does that in other days. He does what he wants to do. So if you, didn't, if you don't get fed today, then you weren't hungry. And uh, so tonight I'm going to uh, start off tonight talking a little bit about names. Um, and names are a big deal. Right? If, you, if any of you have ever had a child and you think about what you went through to settle on a name, you know, name names are big deals. Right? And And... And anybody in here really like their name? If you really like your name, raise your hand. We, we can be a little interactive tonight. Most of us like their name. But it's about, I don't know, that's about a third of you that don't. Yeah, I get that. And, and if I ask you, you, you might, I mean, everybody has a subjective reason why they don't. You know, growing up, I hated my name. Leela was the worst. Besides my grandmama, I didn't know anybody named Leela. You know, there were plenty of Tanyas and Lisas and Angies and, you know, that kind of thing in my neighborhood. But there were no Leelas. And nobody said it right. You know, most of you, you either say Lil, which you know is my nickname, or you say Leela, you say it right. But where I grew up, I mean, they butchered it. Oh, yeah. I was Lila. I'm still Lila. There's no I's in my name. L-E-L-A. When I go home, I'm Lila. That's how folk do things, right? You know, your, your mom might have named you something and she pronounced it just so, right? When she said, oh, I look at this baby, you know, this is a Giselle. And other people call it Giselle. It's just, and they go, oh, what'd you do to that poor child's name? I'm just talking about the way we butcher up names. And so your mama might have intended one way or your daddy, but the world just has a way of doing things with our names. And if they said it right, you know, we might be okay with it. But if you, you know, if it's Lilla, what is that? So I'm, I'm just giving an example here. Yeah, my name was uncommon. I, I didn't like it. Now, I, as an adult, I like, I like it. You know, when you're a kid, you don't like to be unique. Right? You like to blend in. You want something common with everybody. You know? But you know, as we grow up, we like a little bit unique. So I, I like it. It's kind of unique. Not too many I run into. Every now and then I run into a Leela. Um, but I also like it because that's my grandmother's name. Right? That's somebody I think highly of. You know, uh, and, and so as I've grown into it, I'm like, I, I like that. I, I'm representing her. I, I'm wearing this name, if you will. I like who she was. But now if you're named after somebody, you don't like who they were. You know, there's some iconic names. Somebody named you Jezebel, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> right? I mean, for, Jezebel is forever in our man, minds this horrible woman. 
You know, I'm sure there are some Jezebels in this world, though. <laughs> See, you can't help it but think about what that means to us, right? That name, it, just, it, has that, it has that connotation. And so names are a big deal. Have you ever looked at somebody and said, you don't look like your name? Or maybe you thought that. They didn't look like their name. Isn't it funny? Because names, they just carry. They carry ideas. They carry, you know, they, they just do. You know? If Brother Moss's name was Nick, I'm just pulling some names right here, he, he doesn't look like a Nick. He looks like Roy Moss. Right? It's, it's just true. Right? Uh-uh. You know, some, sometimes they grow on us, but, but you, you know what I'm talking Everybody knows what I'm talking about. We just, there's things. If, you, if, we, if I said, uh, Gertrude's coming tonight. <laughs> you guys don't know who Gertrude is. I really hope there's no Gertrude here. I see a new family over here. That's not your name, is it? I'm safe. Okay. <laughs> right? If I said Gertrude, you have a, we might have a different idea. But, but you wouldn't expect some young, bubbly, blonde-haired, you know, teenager to come in here named Gertrude. You just, you just wouldn't expect it, you know? You, you, you think maybe somebody's grandma, right? You know, it's just, okay, I'm, I'm just trying to get, just talking through some names here. Now, if I said Nikki, Nikki, Nikki gives you the, what, you know? Nikki to me is young and bubbly. All right, Nikki. No. Rico. I, I, I like that name for some reason, Rico. You know, but Rico is kind of like, you know, you you wouldn't. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I realize this name thing can get me in trouble, right? Yeah, Rico. Though I get I get this, you know, handsome Latina guy. You know, what I mean, and, and some, it, that that's what that name evokes for me here, right? You know, you know, uh, Engelbert. Engelbert. You think? That's got to be a nerdy, kind of studious, you know, Engelbert just has that kind of, you know. So I'm just, I'm just getting your wheels turned about names. We have ideas about names, crazy as they may be. You know, you ever had a name? You know, when I was thinking of names for Monty, I was having a time. I was trying to think of names for Monty. So I was reading Esther's story one time, and I went, you know, the name Hadassah, you know, before. I said, oh, Hadassah, that would be great. And my sister said, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare name that child that. She was right. <laughs> she, I, I'm, Amani's name fits. It's Henri. It's, it's, it's just everything Amani is. I, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't even know what it is. It's powerful. Okay, okay. See? I just thought Henri. See I mean, how we can have the different ideas for names? I'm so glad I didn't name her Hadassah. So is she, right? <laughs> In fact, she wished she had been named, what is it, Monty? Gabriella? If she had her, it would, it would be Gabriella. You know, that must mean something to her. You know, so, so you, we, have, we have these name names. But oh my goodness, when we start talking about nicknames, oh, now nicknames are a whole different bird. Right, anybody have a nickname? Anybody want to share that nickname? So we could be no. <laughs> you know, see, we don't even want to be. Who said no? Was that you or was that you? Don't want to share it. Okay. You got several, right? Okay. Some, yeah, we have several. Anybody want to share that nickname? 
Candace. Candy. Okay, that, that fits. Candy. You want to share yours, Matthew? David? David's your nickname? Let's see. I'm scared to ask how you got that. Do you stay a giant or something? Right? <laughs> so, so it's funny. Okay, one more. I'm going to take one more in the back. Yes, what's your nickname? KK? KK? Yeah, so, so, so sometimes our nicknames are an abbreviation of our real name. And, and sometimes we, we, we get a nickname based on something we did. Anybody ever done something stupid in your life and your people labeled you by that nickname? Yeah. You know, you did, you're, and you're forever that name. And every time you, you know, they use that name, it reminds you of what you did. Right? Or, or you're famous for doing certain things. Anybody, anybody have habits you're known for doing certain things and then people ascribe to you a nickname based on that thing you're known for doing or that you're known for being? You know, I, I'll embarrass myself. I think I've told you already. I'll tell you mine. My sister, my older sister gave me this name. You know, I'd be the one to go to the store. They always use me. My siblings use me all the time to go to the store for them. And I, I get everybody's order wrong except for my stuff. You know, I come back with all the right stuff for me, and whatever they had, I'm like, I don't know. Here, just take that. You know, and, you know, you know, you know. I, I've long been the person that goes to the kitchen and forgot why they were there. It wasn't a senior moment for me. I've always been this way. Right? I, I can go on and on about the things I've done. I was a character. I am a character. Right? So my my sister nicknamed me Dingy. I'm Dingy. I'm forever Dingy to her. Because I would lose my head if it wasn't attached. It's just the truth. I'm known for that. Right? Now, some of these nicknames, you say, man, I wish I could live it down. Anybody ever want to live down your nickname? You know, the people that just never let you forget. And some, like here, you guys don't know that unless I tell you. But when I go back home, oh, I'm still dingy. I'm like, man, I'm 50 years old. Am I ever going to live that name down? Right? Okay. You know, so, so we get these nicknames. They mean all kind of things. Sometimes, again, a lot of times it's something we're known for or, you know, something we look like, something, you know, we did. And, and it's, you know, so this name thing, it, it could be interesting. So we, when we choose our um, names for our children, well, sometimes other people slap names on us. I just talked about some of that. Sometimes they have a meaning. Like sometimes the name thing have a meaning. Um, other times we choose because it sounds good. Right? We choose them because it sounds good. You know, we choose it because it's unique. My goodness. This unique thing has gone too far. Right? If your name has 49 syllables, we got a problem. Right? <laughs> right? You know? And then you expect everybody to get it right. It's funny. The people with the most unique names, I'll use unique, they get real sensitive if you mispronounce that name. And you're going, wait a minute, there's so many consonants and I don't, and you're trying to get it right? You can run into, anybody ever ran into a problem with a name? It was simple to that person, it's always been their name. But you just met them and you got, my goodness, you know, I need to break this down and, into, into pieces here. But yeah, so, so sometimes we pick because, you know, we want something unique. So we just make it up. It, no rhyme or reason. We just make it up. We want, we want this to be a name that nobody else has. We just make it up. Yeah. Other times we choose based on, you know, sentiment. I mentioned to you that I'm my, I'm my grandmother's namesake. You know, so it's a sentimental name. Somebody in our family, somebody we love, somebody we liked a lot, you know, whatever. We pick it, uh, 
you know, on that way. Some of these, you know, they're names we like, some we don't. Sometimes we pick names or names are slapped on us based on our personality attributes. I just told you one for me, okay, dingy, right? Whatever your personality is known, we have them. Um, sometimes it's a physical attribute. You know, we, when, when Joe was riding around here in his scooter, we nicknamed him Scooter, right? <laughs> At least somebody did. I got on the bandwagon. I didn't pick it. I didn't pick it, Joe. But now he doesn't have a scooter. We can't call him that anymore. Um, yeah. So it's funny how a name, there's names that one person can love and the other person can hate. And vice versa. It, it's, just all, it's all subjective. It just, it's just how we look at it. And so I'm going to turn to Scripture in a minute. But I'm thinking about some of the stories in the Bible where God changed folks' names. We think it's cool, right? You know, we, we know uh, Abram was changed to Abraham. And a lot of times we think it's cool because the name that God gives them means something good. Maybe it's even something prophetic, you know, what, what, what they're going to be one day or, or what God sees in them. And so Abraham, actually Abram, if, if the, now I did my little homework here and I did the best I could to figure out what these names actually mean. But Abram had a pretty cool name to begin with, what it meant anyway. Anybody know what Abram meant? Brother Moss will know, I'm sure. Exalted father. I'm like, whoa, that was pretty cool. So I think God brought him down a peg or two, right? <laughs> right? When God named him father of many, that, that might have been, wait a minute, hold on, I'm the only exalted father. We've we got to change that up. But okay, but father of many, we know that God, that Abraham was going to be the father of many. That was, and for one who was childless and that was his desire for God to, you know, give him a name like that, that was, you know, Abraham's like, yes, nice. Yeah. We know about Jacob. Jacob is famous, right? How'd you like to be known as deceiver? That's not a name you want to wear. Yeah, deceiver. And God changed his name to, name to Israel, meaning God fights. That sounds, that sounds better. In fact, anything's better than deceiver. <laughs> Other than maybe liar, but then you get my point, right? Yeah. Uh, we know Sarai, Abraham's wife, was changed to Sarah. Believe it or not, it's the same name. It means the same thing, princess. Yeah, it means the same thing. Uh, uh, my, my study said that maybe that, that Sarai was the, the Ur version, Ur of the Chaldees, and this Sarah was the Canaanite version of that, so maybe had a different connotation. They were idolatrous. These were God's people. I don't know, but, you know, really, really in the end, it meant the same thing. We recall Saul, you know, who Steve preached about this morning in his message. Yeah, Saul means asked for. Paul meant little. Huh? I don't know. I think I'd rather be asked for than little. I'm, I'm, I'm making a point. So some of these, you know, they, they, they were cool names, and other ones were just, uh, I don't know, we, we, we really can't put our finger on why God changed the name to that and, and that deal. So let's turn to the scripture. Let's look at a little story here. So Nick, oh, Jordan, hello. Sorry, I had to call him out. All right, let's, 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 we're going to look at the book of Daniel, and we're going to read a little story here, and we'll talk a little bit more about names as we go. So I'm going to start reading from Daniel 1. And it says, during the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, 
King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the, from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Asphanes, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families uh, who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select strong, healthy, and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted in, uh, with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the, king, in the language of, and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and uh, Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed them. Hang with me here for a minute. The chief of staff renamed them with these Babylonian names. That's a lot of nerve, isn't it? You ever think about it? That's a lot of nerve to rename somebody. But, you know, hey, they were slaves and they really didn't have a choice. But, so, so they were really indoctrinating them into the Babylonian culture. Now, right down to renaming them. And, th and there's something to this here. So Daniel, whose name meant God is my judge, was called Belteshazzar. Protect the life of the king is what that meant. Hananiah, which meant grace, mercy, or gift from God, or gift from the Lord, was called Shadrach, command of Aku. And Aku was the name of the Babylonian god of the moon. I want you to remember who they are, who these, who these four boys are. Mishael meant uh, who is asked for or lent, was called Meshach, which is a probably... Um, it's kind of a variation of a name, which meant who is, uh, who is as Aku is. Aku, again, is that god of the moon that we, that Hananiah, uh, uh, just follow this, right? Azariah, which meant Yahweh has helped, was called Abednego, servant of Nebo, god of wisdom. Now, these are God's chosen people. Even though, yes, they were in a foreign land, but that, this renaming was very intentional. It was meant to wipe out who you were. It was meant to erase, you know, your past. It was meant to really redefine you, re-identify you. And so it, it was pretty rude. And as I read this, I can just visual Daniel when the chief staff renamed him. I can just envision him saying, no, he didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I can see them standing there, you know, getting, you know, and you will be called, you know, Shadrach. And you, and then you're going, did he say Shadrach? You know, another thing that we're not so much into in our culture these days as they were, but they were really into meanings of names. Again, I just talk about we pick it because it's nice, or we pick it because it was our dad's name or something. We pick it, but they were really into the meaning of names. So it's a good chance Daniel probably knew what Meshach, I'm sorry, uh, what Belteshazzar means. Plus, it's an ugly name. Can I just say that? Belteshazzar. 
I went from Daniel to Belteshazzar. Okay, come on. And so and I, I could just picture him going, no, he didn't. Did he just call me Belteshazzar? I, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to answer to that? That's an insult. That, that's an insult. And so Daniel's probably thinking to himself, and I'll tell you why he's probably thinking this. Does he really think that changing my name is going to make me forget who I am? Seriously? Does he really think a name change is going to do it? Now, mind you, they've been by now probably into the three years of being trained and all to be at the king's service. And, and, and lots of other things have been introduced, other cultures, other things that had to do with Babylon that, you know, probably never would have happened at all in Jerusalem. But, but, but do you think a name change is going to change who I am? I think Daniel has some defiance about that. You know, you can call me what you want, but my name is Daniel. Right? I'm sure when it was him, Shadrach, Meshach, what together, it was Daniel, it was Hananiah, it was Mishael, and it was Azariah. Perhaps the other, you, you can call me what you want, but I know who I am. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why I think that. So, so um, I'm going to back up just a little bit right here. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, um, again, in picturing Daniel being disgusted about what, uh, about what the chief of staff had given him, this name he had given him, I, I could just picture him saying, oh, no, 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 no. I may be here against my will, right? I may be a captive. I, I may be you know, in a helpless state, but I'm still all that God says I am. I'm still, right? He hadn't lost his identity, meaning in his mind. He might have lost his homeland physically, right? He might have lost his freedom, but he was very much in, t in tune to who he really was, and that was defined by God. We are very much who God says we are. I don't care what kind of label people put on us. I don't care what kind of name change. We are still what God says we are, and so whether my name means something like um, God is my judge, which was Daniel's name, or, or somebody names me Bozo, one who was a clown. I, I, could, I could imagine Daniel saying, oh, no, no, I'm chosen. Let me tell you who I am. I'm chosen. I'm kept. I'm wonderful. I'm beloved. I'm talking about what God calls. I want you to think about the things that God calls you. Think about what, what God says you are versus what this world has tried to put on us or, or somebody perhaps or whatever. No, no, no. I'm beloved. I'm one who prevails. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Talk about of God. I'm more than a conqueror. We are who he says we are. Right? I named you some of these names and I gave you some of these definitions, even of, of some that God named people. And you notice that some of those were good and some of those were like, mm, okay. You know, some of them weren't all that uh, much of a big deal. You know, you can call me, uh, again, I'm going back to what Daniel probably said, you can call me what you want, but I know who I am. You might call me bound, but I know I'm free. You might call me foolish, but I know I'm blessed, right? You might call me deceived, but I know for whom I live. You know, you, no one can redefine me. I am who God says I am. We got to remember this, because I don't know if you are paying attention, but this world's trying to redefine us. Yeah, this, in, in, in so many ways. This world is trying to, trying to redefine us. You know, you know uh, got the nerve. I'm, I'm speaking to Daniel now because I'm just, I'm just picturing Daniel. I don't know about you, but I vent. Anybody else have vent? Anybody else talk to yourself when, when, when you're when you venting? Yeah. Just don't answer yourself. I heard if that's, that's the real basis. Just don't answer yourself. When, when, I, when I vent, you know, when Tina used to live at home and I'm venting, I, I could be in the kitchen cleaning up and I'm fussing. I'm venting. And she go, Mama, who you talking to? Right? <laughs> 
I'm having a full-fledged conversation. I'm mad. You know, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just imagining Daniel going, are you serious? You're just going to slap some name on me and then try to feed me some malarkey? Because what happened? What happened immediately or, or according to the story after the chief of staff gave them new names? Right? You, you saw that the, um, the text said that the king would feed them from the choice foods from his own table. Okay? And so, you know, a- after this, here they come, and they were presenting them with all these choice foods. Choice according to their standards. To Babylonian standards, it was choice foods. They ought to be honored to eat all this awesome stuff that, from the king's table. And Daniel says, excuse me. I know this roast beef looks great, but can I get some veggies? Right? <laughs> right? You know, excuse me. I, I, I know this wine is supposed to be something I'm supposed to want, but can I get a glass of water? Right? Daniel was exerting who he was. Right? He, he, was, he had the nerve to exert who he was. He really did. Yeah. Think about that. You know, this world tries to feed us a whole bunch of malarkey. They expect us to just take it. We're supposed to be happy, right? Hook, line, and sink. We, we're supposed to buy it all. But we're the king's kids, right? We belong to the most high. We know what's good for us because God said, because we know who we are. And so even though Daniel was in this, you know, he, he wasn't in the best position, he found little ways to exert who he was. Now, I know you might think, what in the world does this have to do with leadership? This is, this, is, this is our servantship service, for those of you who are not used to coming here, right? This is, this is where, you know, leaders come, if you will, those who want to be leaders, right? So what in the world does this message have to do with leadership? Well, when I look back at this story, I see Daniel emphasized a lot, right? I see him emphasize. I see him as the one in this scenario who, was, who spoke up. I know that Shadrach, Meshach, who I get, I get all these names screwed up here, right? Yeah, I know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were there too, but you notice the story really emphasizes Daniel. Daniel was the one who said, uh, could we please eat something different? You know, try it out here, right? Daniel was the one who exerted some leadership. That took leadership, right? I mean, you think about when you're away from home. Or let's just say you, let's say you were a captive, God forbid, right? That somebody took over Delaware and drug us away somewhere, right? You know, away from your church. I'm just, you know, and, and, and you're powerless, right? You're, you're essentially a slave. You do what they say to do, right? That's a good time to cop out. Think about that. I'm sure that food looked good. I'm sure what the king was eating was good food, right? It's a good time to cop out, you know? We're slaves. What can we do? You know, we have to do what they say, the things, the things that we tell ourselves when we, sometimes we really want to do things. Right? They could have copped out, but Daniel said, no, 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 no. You might have slapped a new name on me, buddy, but I still belong to God. I'm still going to honor him. I'm still going to have integrity about who I am. You're not going to blot out my heritage with a name. You're not going to blot out a heritage by trying to feed me all this, you know, stuff. Not just food, but all this culture and all this you know, mainstream idea. No, 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 you're not going to blot out who I am. I know who I am. I'm who God says I am. Point blank. I don't care what you think. And so Daniel exerted some leadership. I don't know what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would have done. 
if Daniel hadn't stood up. You want to know what this has to do with leadership? Right? Somebody's got to stand. If you're a leader, if you're a leader, you got to hold tight. Right? Because a leader knows that there's people behind them who are watching, who are looking for somebody with some courage. Right? You ever been hesitant to do something? You know, it happens in group settings all the time. You know, somebody calls to do something, we all kind of look around to see if somebody else is going to move first. We all do it. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure it's a group dynamic. You know, we all look around and say, well, are they going to go up? Well, I don't know. They, they said come up, but should I go? We, you know, we just, and we just do it all with our eyes. We do, well, you going to go? And then one brave person says, and then we all go, okay. Right? <laughs> right? We all do it. You know, about that kind of thing. It, it usually just takes one person to say, okay. So, so I'm, I could just visualize Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sitting there when Daniel is, is you, know, you know, bartering for better food here and this kind of thing. And, and, and they're probably like, whoa. He had the nerve to push back? He really did. He, he had the courage to push back. Okay, I'll take veggies too. Right? right? Yeah, I'm going to push this roast beef back. I'm going to push this chicken in this quail, whatever. I'll push it back. Can I, can I get a plate of veggies too? So, when you're a leader, you got to consider those that are following you. Right? You, you got you to gotta keep that thing tight. Others are following you. Right? You know, God, yeah, so th this has everything to do with leadership. It really does. And so somebody's got to stay true. Even when you're not in, optimal, in an optimal situation, you got to stay true. Think about your family, parents. What would your family do? If you stopped coming to church, would your kids stop coming to church? Highly likely. I hate to say that, right? Sometimes it's husbands and wives, I don't know what Rosh was talking about. You know, if, 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 if the wife don't come, the husband stay home too. You know, just this, this leadership. It, you got to pay attention. If you badmouth the church, what are your kids going to think about the church? Now, I know I didn't deviate here. Now, I didn't got from names, and I, I tend to do that. I'm fickle. So that's another one of my. It's all right. Yeah. But if you're a leader, you got to consider those who are following. So I'm going back. Um, and I hope you can hear through my metaphor here when I say that the world is trying to feed us a bunch of malarkey, tying that to what the Babylonians were trying to feed. This world is trying to feed us a bunch of crazy stuff. In fact, this world is trying to push all of its ideas on us, right? The world is trying to tell us what we are, what we're not. It's the truth, right? Um, it, it, it labels us in ways that, you know, we feel like we can never live it down. This world is trying to define us by where we come from. You ever come from somewhere, you know, you know whether it's the bad side of town, whether it's literally the physical, where you came from, the world, you know, you, oh, you from over there. You know, you ain't nothing, you know. Or where we come from in terms of maybe our people. Maybe we didn't come from the best, you know, uh, family or whatever. And this world tries to label us um, according to these things. Yeah, this world has the audacity to tell us that we can even redefine ourselves. When did God give us that permission? No, seriously. I know that God established our value. He established who we, who we were long ago. It, it's settled with him. He's the one who made us who we are, right? And I know I use names as an analogy, but we're far more than a name. That's why it really don't matter whether your name Paul or Saul or, you know, 
Desi or Lil or Joe, or it, it, a name, that, that physical name, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But it does matter that you believe who you really are, that you stay true to who God said. You, we are what God said we are. Nobody else. I don't, really care, I don't care what your name is. Your name could be some, you know, horrible thing. You can have some It doesn't matter. You're not defined by the external. You're defined by the God that created you. And that's what you have to hold true to. Yeah, this world, yeah, this world tells you, hey, you know, you don't like the face you have, paint on another one. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You know, you, you don't like the gender you were born, change it. I mean, really, that's what I mean. This world gives you, they really, and it, hey, do you. If you don't, you, you, you have a right to. No. See, when we, when we start, when we start doing things that are harmful to ourselves, you know, when we look in the mirror and we're just not satisfied, no kind of way with who we are. And again, I'm talking looking beyond the physical, right? We're having a problem with who God made us. God, we're wonderfully and beautifully made. This, the God, he made no mistakes. We, we look all different and we, we all have different personalities and, and all these kind of things, but we are who God says we are. So when people on the outside try to label us or stereotype us or put us in some box or whatever, you don't have to stay in that box. You don't have to live that name. You don't have to live that name, but you got to be in tune with, with God. He's the one who said what you are, and nobody can change that. I don't care where you are, who you are. You can be in jail and be free. You Just think about that. I, I'm, there's no limits in God if you know who you are. If you know who you are, that is. And so, yeah, this world tries to feed us a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, this is, this is our Babylon. Right? You know this is not our home. You know what's the song say? We just are passing through. <laughs> yeah, this world is not my home. This, this, this is Babylon for us. We're, we're passing through. Don't let the culture of this world change you. Don't let the malarkey that this world is trying to feed you. Push that plate back. Oh, no, I'm not eating that. You understand? I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically. No, no, no. I'm not eating that. All of the lies and the deceit and all the crazy things this world tries to get us to ingest, hook, line, and sinker. No, 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 no. No, thank you. I know who I am. No, thank you. I know that looks good. I'm, let me talk to some of you young people. Right? I know that looks good. That world out there, it looks so good. It looks like everybody's having fun, except for you. Know, except for you. It, it, it looks like there's no consequences. It, looks like, it just looks so good. But if you know who you are, you will see it for what it is. Yeah. You will see it for what it is. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'm going to stick to the diet that God prescribed, right? The word that's true, the words that bring life, the words that lead to righteousness, the word that, that's going to lead me to heaven. I'm not going to ingest this foolishness. Sorry, I know who I am. You may call me this or you may call me that, but I'm not owning that, right? I'm not owning that name because God is the only one who has the right to define who I am. And, and you go back to Genesis, when he got finished creating us, what did he say? It's very good. Very good. Not any of this negativity that this world tried to put on us. So, yeah. So, you want to know what has to do with leadership? Yeah. Somebody's got to stand. You got to know who you are. You're sending signals all the time. Parents, you beating up on yourself? I am guilty. You beat up on yourself? I'm too tall. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too short. I mean, you know what? You know, I, I wish I was this. But your kids are watching. Your kids are listening. You dissatisfied with self? You're going to pass that down.
right? If you wishy-washy with your faith, you, don't, you haven't settled who you are and to whom you belong, pass that down. In your community, in your workplace. I mean, you understand what I'm You got to know who you are. We are simply who God says we are, period. Nobody else can take that away from us, right? That truth is our anchor. And so like Daniel, we have to understand that, that who we are has already been established by God. Okay, where I am, Babylon, Shmabalon, I belong to him. He gets to say who I am, him and only him. So we are simply who God says we are. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm done. You stand with me tonight?